it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, the Labor Day weekend has started early for our radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Normally, when Jimmy's not here, it's because he's off doing something else. He's actually taking the day off. I'm Paul Gleiser from Fox Across America affiliate, KTBB, Tyler Longview, Texas. And it's you and me and what I think it's going to be a great show for the next three hours is we're going to wrap up the week and get all set for a three-day weekend. In Hour 2, some program notes. We're going to have Mark Wayne Mullen, congressman from the eastern part of Oklahoma, the 2nd District. He's a candidate for the U.S. Senate seat currently held by Jim Inhofe, who's retiring. In the third hour, I get to welcome back Ashley Moody. She's the Attorney General from Florida, and uh, she was a great guest last time I was a guest host. I look forward to talking to her. But between now and then, it's you and me and what's on your mind at 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. I love filling in for Jimmy and taking your calls because when you call... You get to do the show, and I get to sit back and listen. I mean, who wants to work hard on the Friday before three-day weekend? So here is what I want to know from you. Did you watch Biden's speech in Philly last night? Where do you think we are as a society? Biden said something I actually agree with. He said, and this is a quote, too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Well, yeah, that's right. Things are unusually tense. You know, if you're old enough to remember 1968 when riots broke out in our cities and Martin Luther King and Robert F. Kennedy were both assassinated within about eight weeks of each other, things looked pretty bad in 1968. But they eventually calmed down. Will things calm down again or should we brace for trouble? Some say that trouble's been brewing for years and that January 6th was the inflection point. Or was the August 8th raid on Donald Trump's home the inflection point? Has civil war already started? Did you hear uh, President Biden's speech in Philly last night? Did he forget his pledge from his inaugural address to unite the country? Here's one little gem from last night. It's cut two. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. There's no question okay, let's get- that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Okay, let's get a definition straight here. A MAGA Republican is somebody who likes, voted for, or would support Donald Trump and would vote for Donald Trump over another Republican candidate. That's a definition of a MAGA Republican. If you have any affinity whatsoever for Donald Trump, you are a MAGA Republican. I... The people that I know that voted for Donald Trump, a lot of them didn't like Donald Trump the man, but they, they believe in low taxes, light regulation, energy independence, a strong, capable, and ready military, and foreign policy that puts the interest of American citizens first. Is that now the definition of extremism? I'll tell you what else a MAGA Republican believes in, secure borders. 
recognition by the president and every officer and agency of the federal government, then a nation that doesn't protect and control its borders is no longer sovereign. You, it's, it's not your home if you leave the front door open and people can just walk in. If you want to talk about a threat to the very foundation of our republic, for crying out loud, look to the thousands of impoverished, low-skilled, social services-consuming, and totally unvetted migrants that are allowed to simply walk into the country every day. At one time, Democrats and Republicans agreed that you have to have secure borders. There was no debate on this. Today, if you think that, you are apparently guilty of extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Does that include you? 888-788-9910. You know, late on the afternoon of August 8th, uh, following the FBI's raid on Donald Trump's Florida home, a colleague of mine, who is definitely no fan of Donald Trump, texted me saying, grab the armrest, meaning that what was about to come out about Donald Trump was going to be earth-shattering. Well, I'm pretty sure it's safe to loosen my grip on the armrest, considering the largely substance-free leak and innuendo campaign now underway to justify that raid on Donald Trump's home. You have to believe that if they had something huge on Donald Trump, we'd know it by now. What this looks like to most of 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump and who Joe Biden now derisively brands as MAGA Republicans is the attempt to gen up something against Donald Trump out of a push and pull between Trump and the archivist of the United States regarding documents, a push-pull that takes place with all outgoing presidents. Biden and the Democrats, you know, might get more buy-in to that premise were it not for the fact that Hillary Clinton got a pass on the handling of documents that was exponentially worse. The current effort against Donald Trump therefore reeks to the rafters of political weaponization of law enforcement to an extent that increases with each passing day. The actions of the Department of Justice look like nothing more than a desperate attempt to accomplish what the Mueller investigation into Russian collusion could not. And here's what isn't said often enough or enough or forcefully enough. If they're targeting Donald Trump, <clears throat> they're really targeting the people who voted for Donald Trump and might be inclined to do so again. That's who the real target is. Are you among those being targeted? 888 7889910 it boils down to this you got to you got to understand this you got you really have to put this in your head in the minds of most of the dc establishment the voters like likely meaning you can be damned if you voted for donald trump once the dc establishment is afraid that you might dare to do it again and they'll do anything to keep that from happening it's not your choice, it's their choice. If Joe Biden and his fellow travelers on the left so revere democracy, then why are they afraid to let it work? If Donald Trump is such an obviously bad guy, and if you are the, an acolyte of the democracy that you say you are, why not get out of the way and trust the voters in a free election to make the right call? We've been doing that for two and a half centuries. Joe Biden had this to say last night, cut three. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. 
Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. Okay, um, let me get, again, definition time here. A mainstream Republican is any Republican that didn't like Donald Trump. A mainstream Republican, by that definition, is a Republican never Trumper. That would be Liz Cheney. That's that's those are the Republicans that are that are the the mainstream Republicans by the definition of Joe Biden. No Republican that I know that voted for Donald Trump has threatened violence. But it would be naive of all of us to dismiss that possibility. Millions of Americans, based on what we have seen with uh, Hillary Clinton and then the raid on Donald Trump's home, millions of Americans believe that we have a two-tier justice system system in America right now, one tier for elite, well-connected D.C. insider liberals, and another tier for all the rest of us deplorables. You know, when the American colonists finally gave up on the hope of getting a fair shake from the British crown— They revolted. It looks to more and more decent, tax-paying, law-abiding Americans that a fair shake is no longer available. You don't believe that? Come here to Texas. We here in Texas are suffering the consequences of a border with Mexico that has been thrown wide open by the administration in direct violation of federal law. We have, you have, all of us have, we have every right to expect a secure border. That's just common sense. At one time in America, there was next to no disagreement about that. Republicans and Democrats all agreed that you have to control the border. You'd have Republican administrations. You'd have Democratic administrations. Both administrations saw to it that the border, the, the, the border patrol, our, our it's been renamed several times, but our borders were patrolled and were secured and that you couldn't just walk into the country. There was no there was no disagreement about that. <clears throat> now our borders are wide open. <clears throat> Pardon me, our borders wide open, people pouring in, consuming social services, overwhelming local hospitals, schools, uh, law enforcement agencies, bringing in God knows what, one of those things being enormous amounts of fentanyl. We have this problem, and, and the government is not responding to it. Our government is not responsive to it. When governments become non-responsive to the legitimate, lawful demands of the citizens, those citizens can get grumpy. But that's not Donald Trump's doing. <clears throat> that's the direct result of a malfeasant administration. If Joe Biden is concerned about the potential for violence... and wants to root out the source, somebody, please, hand the man a mirror. You know, look, I'm an optimist. Part of the reason for that is that I lived through 1968, and I saw that this country can work things out even when the picture looks grim. But in light of what's going on now, in light light of just the things that we see, if you want to brand me as naive— pardon me for all of this, if you want to brand me as naive in that belief, I'll listen to you. Because 
Things are a little dicey right now. 888-788-9910. I'm Paul Gleiser, KTBB, Tyler Longview, Texas. Proud Fox Across America affiliate. I write a weekly column at youtellmetexas.com. I hope you follow me there. You can subscribe, youtellmetexas.com. But meanwhile, between now and the end of the show today, it's going to be a whole lot about you and me talking at 888-788-9910. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. Don't go away. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It's the children's classic that's making movies great again. Donald Trump stars in The Mega King. Hello, everyone. The king has returned. The president of the United States is completely nuts. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. You don't even know who you are. And only one man can save us now. The great MAGA king. Can the king help Joe Biden find his marbles, or will he lose his way against the Russian kleptocracy? Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy and club, the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> Lie down before you hurt yourself. The Mega King, starring Donald Trump. I'm really rich. And Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. Now playing in Mexico, Japan, China. I love China. And coming soon to Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on the Friday before Labor Day weekend, taking your calls, 888-788-9910. I'm here in Tyler Longview, Texas. It's entirely appropriate that we lead off the calling with Mike from Tyler. You're up. Mike, welcome to Fox Across America. Good morning, Paul. How are you, man? I'm good, thanks. What's on your mind, Mike? Well, I just just want you to know, Paul, uh, I'm one of those 70 million people that voted for Donald Trump. 
That makes you a MAGA time. Republican. Well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Now, let me let me tell you what I'm definitely not. I'm not one of those, and excuse me for using the word, idiots that rushed the Capitol on January 6th. So do not put me in that category. And that's what I think Biden would like to do. The two things I wanted to say this morning is simply this. Number one, I know we've all made fun of the president. I revere that office, but I shouldn't make fun of him. But it is embarrassing when you look at the news last night in primetime television, and that's the leader of the greatest nation in the world. That's that's a travesty that we've got up there and that we've elect be elected to this. And here's my other thing. You kind of hit on it a while ago, Paul. I am one of those 70 million. Uh-oh. I will never storm the Capitol like they did, but I will stand up. Well, you know, let's let's you you brought up a very good thing here, Mike, because you are correct. The Democrats, Joe Biden, would like to put everybody who voted for Donald Trump in that small crowd of idiots that stormed the Capitol. You are correct in calling them a, a idiots because that's what they are and what they were. It was a dumb thing to do. It was decried in real time on this talk show and on other talk shows. It was decried by me the minute I heard about it. The people who supported Donald Trump would not support what happened, and it's too bad that it did. And and, and it's it's shameful. But you know, and I will denounce it till the cows come home. And I would love it if the Democrats on the other side of this debate would denounce the. Hundred plus riots that took place in cities across America throughout the summer of 2020. If they're against violence, if they think violence is bad, which it is, if they th- if they think that that violence is no way to advance your political beliefs, which it's not, then where was the denunciation of the violence that came from the left the entirety of the summer of 2020? Well, it didn't exist, Paul. I spent my life, 35 years of my life, in public service on the EMS side of the world and uh, have dealt with all kinds of of things of that nature when you would get that way. But here's my thing, and I I hope that the people, and I hope, I know you keep pounding it and pounding it and pounding it. As someone who's ran for public office, as someone who's been elected to a public office, you have to go vote. You've got to get out. You've got to tell people. You've got to be expressive on what you're going to do. And you don't have to worry about, was the election stolen here? Was it stolen there? Was it stolen there? You know, I I can't go back and nobody can do nothing about what happened. But we can turn out. We can turn out in November. We can take the House, take the Senate, and start making a difference again. Because if we don't, I tell you what, that time for us to stand up might come in the two years between 2022 and 2024. Well, yeah, Mike, you're, you're, what you're saying is true. And here's the thing. I think Donald Trump will make a huge mistake if he runs and relitigates the 2020 election. The, 20, the 2020 Absolutely. election is you're, over. You're 100% right. You know, Trump was the best thing that ever happened to this country at the time that he was there. He does not need, and this would make me very unpopular with your audience, he does not need to be our president in 2024. We need someone who has the the right mindset and the right way to carry us forward. Donald Trump would be president today if he didn't have such a huge, huge ego. 
Well, that might be true, and that's a, that's a criticism that has been leveled by more than one person. But then, then again, he might be president today if some other things hadn't happened. Certainly, I think he would have won re-election in a cakewalk if the COVID uh, pand- pandemic hadn't happened. But you know what? we got to look forward, not backward. Hey, Mike, appreciate the call. That opens up a line at 888-788-9910. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America on the Friday before Labor Day. You need to stick around because there's more of the show to come. Don't go away. It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon taking your calls, 888 888- 788-9910. The whole the MAGA Republicans, they're gonna take MAGA, MAGA, however you want to pronounce it, but which we know is an acronym, Make America Great Again. That was the slogan that got Donald Trump elected. That is being the Democrats are gonna turn that or try to at least. Here is uh Corrine Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary, uh, talking about the MAGA agenda. We see everything's gonna get branded MAGA. Here she is uh, talking about it. Cut ten. You know, when you ask me about the mega agenda, especially as it relates to Congress, as it relates to elected officials, uh, it is one of the most extreme agendas that we have seen. Uh, and it is a, a part of the, uh, it, is, it is the extreme part of, of the Republican Party. And we're talking about they want n- nationwide ban on abortions. They want to give tax cut to billionaires and corporations while raising taxes on middle class Americans. <sighs> Gosh, where to start? Okay, first of all, um, I think those of us who were supportive of the Supreme Court's decision are happy to let the individual states pass their own laws with respect to abortion. That's the way it is supposed to work in a republic. They want to give tax cuts to billionaires and corporations while raising taxes on middle-class Americans. Republicans don't want to raise taxes on anybody. The United States government, the federal government, is taking more in in revenue than it ever has. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. And nobody in the Republican Party wants to raise taxes on middle-class Americans, which is what inflation is. It is a tax on your earnings. It is a tax on your on your ability to go out and buy things. That's what inflation is, and we've raised taxes sharply in that matter. What do you think? 888-788-9910. Love taking your calls. Let's do it now. Steve Covington, Louisiana, you're next on Fox Across America. Yes, sir. The speech last night was the most divisive thing I have ever seen, and it's embarrassing for the country. Well, I, I I agree. You know, and what happened to Mister Unity? You know, I I lost. I have I, I counted. I went and looked in the the inaugural address long long after he did it, and counted the number of words he used. Unite or unity? I don't know. It was like forty, some big number. He's going to unite us. What about that last night was uniting? We lose you, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. Still here. I I think. I think there was nothing uniting about it. I think uh, I don't think he wants everybody united. Um, I think it was directly to kind of break the back of uh, working-class people um, so they didn't have any hope in the economy anymore. And that seems like what the agenda was all, all about with uh, this administration. Well, listen, you know, with respect to the Democrats and respect to the contest of the 2022 midterm elections, 
stand up and take your your policy positions and argue your corner. It convince me why you're right. Don't convince me that I'm a bad person. Convince me that you're right. Show me how you, what you propose is going to make life better for the people who 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 pay the taxes in this country and do the work that gets the job of the country done. Show me how you're better. Show me how your candidate is better. Don't tell me how my candidate's bad. Tell me how you're better. Don't tell me how I'm bad because I support my guy. Tell me, show me where I'm wrong. And they they will not do that. This this whole thing, the the the, the, the attack on 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 Donald Trump that began almost literally when he came down the escalator in July of, or June of 2015, this, this has been not an attack on, on Donald Trump. It's been an attack on people who believe what Donald Trump believes. I agree with you 100%. You know, and I'm, I will count myself a MAGA Republican if that is defined as a guy who believes in low taxes, light regulation, a strong national defense, a foreign policy that puts America's interests first, puts Amer- the, the interests of America's citizens first, I, and, and believes in secure borders and uh, a, an orderly and lawful immigration system. If that makes me a MAGA Republican, then get me my pen. I'll put it on my shirt right now because that's what I believe. That's what Donald Trump promoted for all of what you want to say about the excesses of his personality and the mean tweets and the things about Donald Trump that were off-putting to so many people. When you get to the policy of Donald Trump, that's what he promoted. And 74 million people in America at least believe in that. And it may be more now that we've seen what we get out of a, out of a, um, a feckless and uh, incompetent administration that we have now. Listen, Steve, appreciate your call. That opens up a line, 888-788-9910. We call it Fox Across America because we're going across America to San Diego. And Karen, Karen, you're next on Fox Across America. Hey, good morning, Paul. Well, it's morning for you. It's afternoon for a lot of the country, but glad to have you, Karen. What's on your glad mind? Glad to have you, too. Oh, well, I'm, I'm definitely a supporter of the American people. And, well, and yeah. why this is, yeah, well, why is this all created in our country? Why, why is this happening? Why well, do they keep attacking? Why do they keep attacking MAGA, which is a campaign slogan? It's a campaign slogan, like Build Back Better. It's, well, why, you're, you're, you're right about the that. Enemy? You're right about that. They, they, this is an attempt, you know, and the, listen, the Democrats are good at this. So don't dismiss this. This is an attempt to, to take um, a... a Donald Trump's the the Republican Party's positioning and turn it and turn it into mm-hmm. something bad to rebrand it. We're like MAGA. It's hateful. It's yeah, just but, hateful. You know they make it sound like oh it's like make America great again is a bad thing. Why would we not want to fix our generational problems? We have just created more problems by vo- by people voting for Joe Biden. He doesn't want to unite the American people. He wants to divide the American people. And the reason is, is they had eight years under Obama and they wanted Clinton in there. They wanted her in there. And the reason they wanted him, they wanted to keep that power. This is all about power over the people. You know, there's not one time that he said, unite the American people. He wanted to unite his party. 
Well, he said in his inaugural address, he he, he was all flowery and uh, and Chris Wallace just you know nearly broke out broke out in tears over it uh, about what a about a what, what a wonderful best inaugural address he's ever heard, uh, and it was all about uniting us and we can all come together and accomplish these wonderful things. And then not one thing he has done since has in no. any way been a unifying gesture. He put no, first thing one. he did on day one. The first thing he did was put about ten thousand people out of work by uh, by uh, canceling the construction of the XL, uh, the Keystone XL pipeline. pipeline. That's yeah. about that was his. Fr- yeah. uh, was that his first executive act? If it wasn't, it was close. And yeah. And 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 now here we sit. Gasoline prices are they're down off the peak, but they're still way the hell more than they were when he took office. And 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 this this belief that you can't decide for yourself what sort of vehicle best suits you. You, the marketplace is incapable of deciding what types of vehicle. We have electric vehicles available. We have uh, gasoline-powered vehicles available. For some people, one works, and for some other people, the other works. That's a, that's a free market thing. We don't need that dictated by the government. We don't need yeah. Joe Biden telling us that. So, you know, he's, he, he wants to take away you know, that which makes America work. Yeah. Because they are so invested in foreign money. That's what nobody gets. Well, there's that. They're invested in these companies. They're highly – how did they become millionaires? They're invested in uh, China and all these different foreign entities that are making money off of these solar panels, windmills. All of the uh, minerals are owned by them. Well, let me ask you this, Karen. Where does it all get made? Where well, does it all get made? We were, we had we were we were energy independent at the end of the Trump yes, administration. We were. we're going to go to electric vehicles. Nobody or very shows like this you'll hear it, but you nowhere will you hear in the in the what we used to call the mainstream media. Where does the lithium and the cobalt that are necessary <laughs> for the manufacturing of electric car batteries? Where do they think uh-huh. that comes from? I think they think it rains from the sky. You know, first of all, really, honestly, nobody thinks out of the box. There are countries that are being bought up or property and land being brought up, bought up, sorry, by people that want to make billions of dollars off of it. Billions. Yes, I know. They're demanding us to buy these cars that are 65,000 unless you buy a smart car that you can't fit a family in. Well, Carol, let me ask you. In- let me ask you this. Let me jump in here. Let me ask you this. You, um, you live in California, so your governor yeah. has said that we're going to be no more gasoline-powered vehicles by what is it, twenty thirty-five? What's the date? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he's a nuisance. And yeah, and and you, they're not going to. He's already saying you can't build any more uh, uh, gasoline stations. Mm-hmm. What do well, you, you move around? I, what, do, what do Californians <laughs> think of that? Well, I have a, a funny picture um, that I just posted. And it shows these uh, electric outlets in San Francisco, and they're all covered with homeless people living there. <laughs> so you're going to walk up there and plug your car in right by the homeless, right? Yeah, homeless and drug addicts. And didn't didn't the word just go out like yesterday that said, "Don't plug in your electric vehicle between these hours because we don't have enough electricity." Yeah, we have blackouts and brownouts all the time. Okay, all well, time. I'm not sure how this is all how this is all going to work, and that's the thing, you know. These people think they are competent to run the country, and then, and if we dare raise our hand and say, "Well, that doesn't look like a good idea," it doesn't look like that's really working out. We're extremists. Now, you know, yeah. oh, we, yeah. we we oh, yeah. it, 
we're we're uh, we're MAGA Republicans, which is going to be a, the the way you uh, now define an extremist. Karen, I appreciate your call, and uh, I hope you have a happy Labor Day weekend. I hope you do too. It's going to be All hot right. here. It's going to be real well, hot, and been... I'm close to the border. And trust me, tell the nation this is a bad <laughs> idea. Four point nine million people coming here. Yeah, they... I know. Well, why do you still? I'm not going to let you go yet. Why do you still live in California? Why do I still? <laughs> I'm born and raised in San Diego. Beautiful um, city. Absolutely my, beautiful oh, it place. It, it was a beautiful city. No, it was a beautiful city. It's inundated. You don't go anywhere in the city. You go downtown, you're inundated with homeless and drug addicts and people coming from all over. Um, my husband is from the Midwest and grew up in South Dakota, McAllen, Texas. We met here at church and uh, a friend's church. And uh, he was in Mississippi, long story short. And we had a friendship, and he came out to visit. And after a while, we decided we were in love and got married. So my children and my granddaughter are here. They won't leave. All right. And we had to stay here to help help with the grandchild. But it's time to go. I I love A bunch of your— yeah, well, a bunch of your neighbors have moved to, to move to Texas. I got to tell you, because we we see them all the time. Yeah, yeah. My my husband you, lives you, in McAllen. He yeah, still has family that. there. My 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 father is originally from Austin, Texas. All right. He served well, in uh, the military and came out here. Met my mother, but yeah. Oh, I'm ready to I'm ready to go. But you know, even Texas is struggling right now. Because not of the like you guys. Situation. Yeah, I understand that oh, the border is a real gosh. problem. But yeah, but politically, uh, you know, we're not. Would, <laughs> politically, we're not struggling. In the, and everybody that's saying, well, Texas no. is going to turn blue, that is not going no, to happen. That, never. That, never. Not going to happen. Never going to happen. All right, Karen, I really am, really am going to let you go now because I've got to do a break. But I appreciate it and hope you have a great weekend. 888-788-9910. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. We're going to take a break right now, so we have time for one more call after the break. Don't go away. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have time to get a call in before we break for the top of the hour. Let's do that right now here on Fox Across America. Greg Springfield, Missouri, you're up. What's on your mind? How you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, uh, I was just listening to a caller earlier that was uh, talking about uh, the other courthouses and everything across the country that they're not even bringing up right now. I don't understand that. You know, they're that's never publicized. You know, and, what are we what are, you, what are we talking about here? What do you mean? Well, the the riots and stuff that they did, you know, oh, well, yeah, you okay. talking about January sixth and all that they brought up and everything, you know, and or you was talking about that, and and but they don't really ever bring anything up about that. The guy's never been to the border down there. The vice president's never been to the border. They just keep doing the things they do, and and I'm a hey, I'm a union electrician, man. I mean, there's a lot of union workers down here, and uh, if Trump runs again, we're voting for him, man. I mean, we want it back like it was, you know. Well, let me ask you something. If Trump runs again, I think that's it's not a not an unsafe bet. I'll tell you. But if 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 Ron DeSantis and Trump ran against each other in the primary, who would you support? Well, that'd be tough. (laughs) 
But, you know, I, I, I like them both. I like them both. But uh, I would still probably go for Trump because I know that uh, he's a businessman and he did things like all day long. You see him going everywhere, getting stuff done, you know. And the country started flourishing big time for four years, you know. This and, is- uh, and I think DeSantis is smart, too. But, you know, to give i got to give credit to Donald Trump, man, because he uh, – Man, whenever it was going and we was working, we was just making a lot of money, you know. Let me let me tell you something, uh, Greg. I'm, I own radio stations in East Texas and Tyler Longview, Texas. I've been an entrepreneur, uh, owner, radio broadcaster for three decades, and uh-huh. and this business is a is a bellwether. It's kind of the canary in the in the coal mine of the economy. Well, the 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 last thing that gets added to expense budgets is advertising. The first thing that gets cut when things get bad is advertising. So you know, I can kind of gauge the economy and gauge how things are going by how our sales are going. We had fantastic revenues. It, it, it was as, as much fun as I've had in this business uh, in all the time I've been doing it for three of the four years that Donald Trump was president. It was. It took until October of his first year, October of 2021, is like somebody flipped the switch and business just got good and it stayed good. And people were optimistic. Uh, small business owners were were investing money into their into their businesses. They were expanding. There was there were smiles on faces. There was hope. It for all of what you want to say about Donald Trump and his uh, over overbearing, oftentimes personality, and the and the intemperate things that he is inclined to say in public, and all of his faults, and he has plenty of faults for all you want to say about that the policy prescriptions that he put in place beginning when he took office in 2021 were absolutely worked the country was doing very very well the economy was expanding unemployment was at record lows the people that were gaining the most were on the lower rungs of the socioeconomic ladder their incomes were rising faster than incomes on the higher end of the of the of the ladder that's the first time that ever happened i'd vote for that again in a heartbeat got about 10 seconds you agree i would too and i'll tell you what um he was more like the guy said before ethical on on family and yep he helped israel out all right. Hey, listen, got to jump, but listen, I appreciate your call, Greg. That opens up a line, 888-788-9910. More of Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser filling in. Coming up after the top of the hour, don't go away. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fela actually has the day off. He's not traveling to go do a gig. He's not going doing something for Fox. He's got to have a TV hit. He's actually taking the day off, making a long weekend out of it, and good for him. I'm Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy here on Fox Across America. I'm from KTBB, Tyler Longview, uh, Texas, uh, a proud Fox Across America affiliate. I write a weekly column that I hope you will follow. You can subscribe at youtellmetexas.com. But meanwhile, it's you and me and uh, the phones because it's Friday. I had a late dinner with my wife last night, went to bed late, got up early. I'm tired. 
I don't want to work that hard. You can do the show at 888-788-9910. On the subject of Tyler and the phones, it's Doc in Tyler. Next on Fox Across America, hello, Doc. Hello, Paul. Good to talk with you again, my friend. Um, Thank you, sir. You had you had several people talking about the border situation, and I was uh, hoping I could make people aware here in Texas of two major events that are going to take place in our state here this month. Uh, this next week, uh, uh, there's going to be uh, a hearing down at the Texas House on the 7th of September. Uh, it's going to be an all-day affair. It starts at 8.30 to 4.30, and uh, there's quite a few border sheriffs that's going to uh, testify. Um, uh, Ken uh, Cuccinelli is going to be there. Uh, well, what, what's, what's, America. what's on the agenda? What are they going to be talking about? Well, they're going to be talking about the border issues, all the different issues of what's happening and what's going on. Of course, we all are pretty well aware now of what's what's happening and, and what's transpiring. But this is going to be um, uh, a hearing. Uh, at the Capitol to make the um, uh, 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 the legislators aware that uh, the people are wanting something done. Uh, Chip Roy is going to be there, too, Congressman Chip Roy, and um, uh, they're going to present uh, 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 a picture of, of what's happening. So that's one of the major issues, uh, or major meetings. The other major meeting is going to take place in Houston. And it's um, uh, General Mike Flynn's group, the mm -hmm. 90, uh, Border 911. Uh, Laura Logan's going to be there. There's going to be border sheriffs there. And what they're doing is having a, an entire day of talking about border issues. But they have hired, and it's already been, <clears throat> it's already been put together. They hired some uh, former military to do a military assessment along the border to assess the problem and what it's going to take to correct it. And they're going to take that information and compile it and present it to elected officials. These are more or less um, the people that are getting together here are not necessarily elected officials, but uh, citizens that are concerned, citizens that want something done, calling on the governor to uh, you know step up and go ahead and call you know, it an invasion. Doctor, yeah, let me let me jump in. You know, that's all wonderful. Yeah. That's all great, and I'm glad it's going to happen. But the but the problem will not be solved until we have an administration that fulfills its constitutional duty to enforce the laws of the United States, and we don't have that now. And 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 border security is a federal prerogative, and the and the federal government is choosing not to exercise its prerogative and the border is open True. because because the administration wants it that way and all of the hearings and all the things that we do in texas and new mexico and arizona and california if it were to happen which it won't but all the things that we we, we do at the state level will not be meaningless but they won't have the kind of impact that will be necessary in order for the border to be secure and that's oh, just I, a, that's I, just a sad fact. Oh, I totally agree with that. Uh, totally agree with it. But are we just to sit here and twiddle our thumbs and not uh, no, offer something and not? No, you know, we, and 
but, but we, we and we should we should all be jumping up and down about it. But if we jump up and down about it, then we become MAGA Republicans who are promoting violence. We should be up in yeah. arms about it. We we should be we should be more upset than we are. One of the things that's going on here, Doc, is if you don't listen to a show like this or watch the Fox News Channel, you are not really aware of the magnitude of the problem. People that I know that are smart people that are that are that are competent and successful in what they do but don't consume this kind of media don't really understand how big the problem is and so as a consequence there's not a lot of pressure on the on the federal government on the on the on the at the federal level to do anything about it doc appreciate your call and i hope all those things have an impact that you're talking about because Every little bit helps. Appreciate your call. That frees up a line, 888-788-9910. Let's talk to a country that really does control its borders. We have Kevin in England streaming in. Kevin, you still with us? Yeah. Kevin? Hello. Yep. Can you hear me? I do hear you. You're, you are in England. Where in England are you? So I'm on a canal right now on an old <laughs> canal boat. Okay. Yep, in the middle of the country. All right, and and you don't sound like a Brit, so you are are you traveling in England? Or are you working I'm in an England? American, I'm an American Brit, Paul, dual citizen. Okay, and and yep. uh, and how did you find Fox Across America? The good, good on okay, you for so doing I, it. I, I stream Fox Across America, and and I've got uh, you're brought to me online. And uh, the reason that I called in a couple of things. In, in our conservative thinking, if we want to win the day, if we want to change minds, we have to win the argument, and, and then we have to win the votes. And what I see from, from where I sit, we are so polarized that each side is trying to, to, to bully uh, the other. For an example, Biden's speech just the other day. Uh, what was a, a real example of, of, of polarized politics. We could talk about Donald Trump. Um, I agreed with everything that you'd said that Donald Trump had, had done in his presidency. I also fired Donald Trump. I wrote him a letter, burned his hat, explained why. Uh, and, and I just wondered if, if I could say the president of the United States are hired by us and they take an oath. And that oath is 35 words. And what it says is, I do solemnly swear to affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the president of the United States and will to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. In my opinion, Donald Trump didn't do that, and I wrote him a letter and told him why I didn't think he was fit for office. Joe Biden arguably was on the border the other day. I, I guess the point that I would I'm, make is Okay, fire. you're going to touch off a firestorm, here, uh, Kevin, with all because I don't, are you are you drawing a, a, an equivalence between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? In their, in their failure to fully understand the scope of their duties, I most certainly am. When you and I, if Donald Trump worked for us, and he did, and he did all of those wonderful things that you said as our employee, he did a nice job. But he also went well beyond the pale in his duty of care to all Americans. And so has Joe Biden. The point that I would make, Paul, is that the argument is one in the middle. There's not enough uh, conservative, staunchly conservative people in America to carry the vote. Neither is there enough staunchly liberal people in America, fortunately, to pull our country apart. 
what we have to do is recognize that these people have a contract with us and it is our duty to win the vote in the middle we can you and i can change minds with people who have open minds that's what i would say Okay, well, I don't disagree with that. I, I would, I guess, take a little bit of issue with you that that Donald Trump didn't fulfill his oath. Uh, I think he fulfilled his oath. I just think his style was off-putting to a significant number of people. But I don't think in, in any place he ever failed to uphold his oath. I can't. Oh, oh, Paul, wait a minute. I'm going to challenge you right now, and I'll challenge you personally as a person. Okay. You go and you look at what Donald Trump said and how he acted, and then you go and look at the Constitution of the United States and what it calls for our commander-in-chief as a duty of care to every citizen. And I think you'll say, after a good look, you'd probably say, well, Kev, if he worked for us, he's broken a number of rules. And well, we're give me, give me, give me, okay, give me an example. Okay, so Donald Trump has a duty of care to protect and defend every citizen of the United States. You said that. Give me an example where he didn't. I would give you a hundred examples of where he Give me one. Um, Let me think. Uh, Gosh, you put me on the spot. It's in my list. Yeah, it's a talk Uh, show. That happens. No, no, that's absolutely fine. Uh, So I would say that when Trump called people losers, when his language was less than the president of the United States, he did not represent me. I would say that when Donald Trump was out uh, counterpunching and people would say, oh, Donald's just counterpunching, some of his language and actions were beyond the scope of what his his duty of care was to me. All right, I don't I don't disagree with you, Kevin, that he became extreme. And I and the thing that he did that bothered me is once he put on once he became president, he could have dialed it down. I I think if he had I think if he had been any less than what he was during the campaign, Hillary would have beat him. But I think okay, what, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish my thought. Yeah. I think if he'd been any less than, than what he was during the campaign, Hillary would have beat him. But there is a thing in the, in, in, in the in the White House is an expression called wearing the suit, and that's when the man becomes president and puts on the suit and and and, and assumes the mantle of the presidency. And I think there were. I agree with you, Kevin. There were many many times where Donald Trump didn't do a good job of wearing the suit. I don't disagree with you on that. I still don't think that rises to the level of um, of violating his oath. I just think his personal style was less than less than the ideal standard of a president of the United States. Many times, there were also times, Kevin, when he was absolutely brilliant, and he and he he and, and his conduct, particularly on a couple of speeches that he made when he was out of the country, was absolutely pitch perfect. So he was like every president we've ever had, a mixed bag. No. And I'll cite one other thing about our man Donald. Nice enough guy, but sometimes people reach their level of incompetency. And you'll know that if you're a businessman or if you've ever reached that level yourself. Our man Donald, it was beyond his ability. It doesn't mean they didn't have great ability or do lots of nice things for our country and be a visionary and do many great things. What it means to me is that he was above his his ability. And I would cite just the other day, our man Donald on some uh, uh, channel that he owns was saying that the 2020 uh, 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 vote should be overturned 
because of this or that. Or yeah, I, I, uh, Kevin, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you there. I don't get I don't disagree with you on that. So lacking the scope of the job, what he has to understand is that when you're in charge, you're in charge. You take it. You 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 know you've got to look at the good of the of the organization or the country. You've got to look at all citizens, the very people that are on the edge of liberal lunacy and the very people that are on the edge of crazy conservatism those are all of us all right. and if we want to fix this we've got to talk to each other like brothers and sisters i have many people in my family that are liberals some of their ideas i can change some i cannot all right but kevin hey listen talk- Ke- I, listen I, I wish we could sit somewhere uh, in england and have a pint together because this would be a great conversation but we but, have to make right, a living here i got to go to a commercial break but it's a great call kevin and thanks for Thanks for calling in, and uh, thanks for listening all the way uh, in Great Britain, and we appreciate it, and uh, I hope you have a great weekend. That frees the line, 888-788-9910. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. Don't go away. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America ahead of a long weekend. Taking your calls, 888-788-9910. The previous caller before the break, Kevin in England, was talking about uh, the, the extremeness, is that a word, of uh, of president trump's behavior and the way he acted we if if you want to counter to that here's kurt bardella on msnbc talking about maga republicans cut 15 the maga republicans are a domestic terrorist cell operating in america this is a group of people who have decided that it is acceptable to use violence and threats of violence to try to achieve their political means that is terrorism there you go. If you if you support Donald Trump, you're a terrorist. You know, they're, they're trying to tie all of this back to January 6th. A handful of idiots went and did an idiotic thing. And now everybody who ever voted for Trump or might be inclined to do so again is a terrorist. And we talk about the excesses of Donald Trump. 888-788-9910. Let's go back to the phones. Um, let's see here. We have Brian. You've been very patient there in Clarion, Pennsylvania. You're next. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just yes, wanted, before I get to my point, I just wanted to comment on Kevin's call from England. Yeah. He had a hundred reasons he could give you, but he had a hard time finding one. And then, in my opinion, the ones he gave were basically personality flaws rather than professional flaws. And I think that's a problem in this country. People think that you have to like somebody in order for them to be eligible for office. I don't agree with that. But I wanted to comment on uh, President Biden calling uh, Trump supporters fascists. And I hope I can get through the call without getting emotional because my dad was in World War II. He served in the European theater in very decisive battles. I didn't even know until after he passed away that he was in such decisive battles. My mother was a corrosion specialist, a metallurgist who worked for the Department of the Army with several patents. She had accolades from the Department of the Army. Uh, We had uh, family who fought in the Civil War. We were raised on American values. 
Um, and to be called a fascist is is unbearable to me. Um, I'm, I'm also, uh, uh, you know, I'm not a homophobe because I'm a Republican and support Trump. In fact, I am a gay man. And I had to suffer terrible insults growing up about that. But never would I ever think that a president of the United States would hurl such an accusation that I'm a fascist because I support Donald Trump. I think a lot of people are outraged at this. He also used the language clear and present danger. Yeah. And yeah. then they Come have on. the power and the for action. That's a direct threat against action towards American citizens. I think people across the country are really thinking very hard about the extreme danger that we are in with this administration. Yep. Well, you know, and the, I've got just about 30 seconds left here, uh, Brian, but I, I do want to say, number one, it's a great call, and you make a very good point. And, and being called a fascist, that went all over my wife. My wife is not a firebrand uh, politically driven, you know, she votes conservative, but she, she's not she's not a political animal. That really, really insulted her, and, and I think it was a big mistake. And I think it's going to be one of the many things that's going to boomerang on Joe Biden and the Democrats. If you call seventy four million people fascists, that's I don't see how you win elections doing that. You don't win hearts and minds. You don't win the country. And in order to govern, you have to have the country behind you. More of Fox Across America coming up after the bottom of the hour. Paul Glaser City again. Stay with us. It is Fox Across America with Paul Gleiser from KTBB, Tyler Longview, Texas, filling in for Jimmy. Jimmy will return on Tuesday. He's taking a long weekend, but we're taking your calls and we're doing the show here at Fox Across America. We have a guest, Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, represents the 2nd Congressional District of the great state of Oklahoma. He is also the GOP's nominee for the Senate seat. Currently held by Jim Enhoff. He's on the House Energy and Commerce Committee. He's on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He's on the phone right now. We're here with Fox Across America. Congressman, welcome to the show. What's going on, Paul? Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here. Listen, uh, first rattle out of the box, I want to ask you, did you watch the president's speech last night? Well, to be completely honest, no. Uh, did I read about it? Yes, um, but I didn't want to waste my time on it. I felt like I had better things to do. To be quite frank with you, I was with the uh, I was at a banquet with the um, if you pay attention to football with uh, Coach Barry Switzer and Coach Bob Stoops and uh, a bunch of wrestling community came together from some Olympic wrestlers to raise some money for them. So that's what I was doing last night. I you felt were, like I you were in pretty you were pretty thin air last night. Then if you were <laughs> hanging out with Stoops and Switzer, so. There you go. Well, listen, I didn't watch it either. I went out and had a, had a nice late dinner with my wife, but I did watch it. I just didn't watch it in real time. And, you know, and, and I found the thing to be shocking. And the, the, uh, the president really thinks that uh, anybody who, who might be inclined, even be inclined to vote again for Donald Trump is, um, is a fascist. And I, I think he really has contempt for 70-plus million of his fellow Americans that he pledged to unite. That's how yeah, I heard it. 
Yeah, and, and Paul, I, of course, I, like I said, I didn't watch it. I, I read about it um, this morning. I had I got I got the footnotes on it, and you know the biggest thing that I got out of it was when he when he stood out and said, um, you know that the, the MAGA supporters uh, were the biggest threat to our democracy. Uh, I it actually made me it actually made me sick to my to my stomach because I sit there and I I think what what is it in what world does he live in to think that someone that supports um, uh, making America great again uh, someone that his his policies put America on track led us through COVID the so-called COVID pandemic. And uh, and then he is sitting here um, uh, trying to turn our country and his party, the Democrat Party, is trying to turn our country to a socialist country. And you're saying that we're the biggest threat to democracy. And you just pass this po- this this package that is destroying America, destroying the backbone of our economy by by trying to eliminate fossil fuels. Uh, and everybody knows that's ever studied a socialist country knows there's three things that a country has to lose. To, to, to lose its democracy and move to a socialism. We have to we have to lose control of the energy sector. We have to lose control of the health sector. And we have to lose control of our education system. And all three have to be ran by the government. And you start looking at this and you think, okay, huh, let me see. What is the what is the Democrat wants to do? What does his party want to do? They want to take over energy. They want to take over the health care and they want to take over the education system. It sounds like to me that's 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 the biggest threat we have to democracy, not uh, American uh, loving supporters of, of of President Trump. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen from uh, Oklahoma is our guest here on Fox Across America. Let me tell you what I think the biggest threat to our democracy is a politicized and weaponized Department of Justice. I think that is a massive threat to our yes. democracy. Yes. I, and I think that if Americans get the idea, if it becomes entrenched in the minds of half the country or more, that it's a two-tier justice system, one set of rules for one side, another set of rules for the other, and that we are not all equal in the eyes of the law, I think the republic is lost. What do you say? Uh, you could, I, Paul, I couldn't agree with you more when it comes to uh, our Department of Justice. You know, Our judicial branch was the biggest uh, advocate for our, our and supposed to be for our rule of law, for the Bill of Rights and our constitutional rights, and and when you start seeing it being politicized, and you start seeing what's happening to the FBI, and and, and then you have um, uh, the Attorney General Garland going out there and trying to convince the people that they are above the fray, that they're above politics, and yet you see exactly what they did to Mar-a-Lago. You've seen what the FBI has continued to do since per, against President Trump for honestly the last six years. You can almost go seven years, uh, and and the, the the faith of the American people and our justice system. If that is lost, then you do lose uh, a part of our democracy, and and then you're stuck with just what you would want to say uh, elected officials and the White House. But the judicial branch was for – I mean, even though the, the, the government's for the people, by the people, the judicial branch was supposed to hold the other two in, in, in checks and balances. Ex- and except, seeing, except let me jump in. We're not talking about the judicial yeah. branch. The Department of Justice is an executive branch. It's an executive department. branch, right. I get that. Right. You know, I, so I get it, what you're saying, but it goes through the courts. Yes, it, it does. It, it, what it, what it, they it, do, it goes through the courts. Winds up in the court. And I tell you what, I would, I would be listening to what the DOJ has to say about whatever the whatever the kerfuffle is over the documents that are in Donald Trump's possession, if they had vigorously 
gone after Hillary Clinton for her clear, unmistakable mishandling of sensitive and classified material while she was Secretary of State. Well, but you got to think, there's such a big difference between serving at the will of the president as Secretary of State and, and uh, being president of the United States. What I like to always go back to is they, the, 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 the GAO, the Government Accountability Office, knew exactly what was in those boxes. Um, they even admit that they delivered them to Mar-a-Lago. They say they didn't pack them, but what they said they didn't – what they did, didn't say, which is true, is they didn't take inventory or they didn't do – they didn't say they don't have inventory. They had inventory of every piece of document that he had taken to Mar-a-Lago. That's why the Government Accountability Office took them, to their, took them there themselves. My whole point was is why after 500 days, then being in his possession for 500 days, did it rise to the occasion to be an immediate national security threat that they would have to go in and storm uh, the former president's personal house? There is no justification for that. Because, no, because, it's, because, because of 90 days before the election. Yes, that's exactly right, Paul. It was it was political, and that's what's the the worst part about the DOJ and the FBI. But remember, the DOJ and the FBI can't move without the court system. They have to get a search warrant to do that. They have to have a grand jury to be able to do anything that they're wanting to move forward with the DOJ. And uh, and so it all interties, which is why I was talking about the judicial branch. It's scary to me to see what is happening. Although the DOJ itself, we shouldn't honestly be surprised. That it's become a political arm when the head of the DOJ is appointed by the president of the United States. You, well, but, but, it's, mean, but it's, it's an exec, it's, an, it's an executive branch job. There's no other way to do it. Yeah, that's right. Well, it, it, you're right, but we shouldn't be surprised that it's become somewhat political. It was just supposed to be above the fray, and this one hasn't. And at the same time, the worst part is is Garland trying to convince the American people it is above the fray. That's the worst part because when you can't admit that you've done something wrong, then you can't over you can't ever retract and undo what you have done, and it and it sets up it sets up the opportunity for the next Department of Justice head, the next AG, uh, to do the same thing, and we don't want to do that. Uh, and we don't want to play this game. We got to make sure we stop it now. It can't ever happen again because it, I will agree 100%, Paul. It is a threat to our democracy. A woman whose husband cheats on her never fully trusts her husband again. If we get to the place, if, if I think we, I think we, if we're not there, we are dangerously close. Where the majority of Americans don't trust the Department of Justice, and and mm. don't see the Department of Justice as an apolitical uh, department of government that that prosecutes crime <clears throat> and seeks justice without fear or favor. If we're to that place, the republic is in deep trouble. Paul, do you think it's the DOJ or the FBI that the American people don't trust? I think it's both. I think the the DOJ yeah. it doesn't trust. The FBI is a is a is a an agency of the DOJ. I, I would hope I would hope that it's more the FBI. I don't want either one of them to be honest with you, but I would hope it's it's more relayed to the DO to the FBI than it is the DOJ. And the reason why I say that is the FBI uh, probably at this point, uh, seeing what they've done with the dossier report, with the Russia collusion, um, with Hillary Clinton, uh, with Joe Biden's uh, 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 Hunter Biden's laptop. When you see what they've been doing, it's probably time for the deal for the FBI to be looked at as being broke up. 
Um, they've lost the good faith of the American people. I, I hope that the DOJ is not I, – I get why they should be, but it, it, it really is dangerous, uh, even more so when the DOJ is looked that way. But we may need to look at the at the way the DOJ operates. We may need to look at the uh, the the procedures that are put in place that allows this to take place and be completely transparent moving forward. And so we have to really do something different here um, to restore that faith. And and I I don't think we're far enough gone, Paul, that we can't make that happen. I think we can make it happen. But we got to do it now, and and it and it and it first starts with with admitting you did something wrong. I tell people all the time. I've never I've I've hired hundreds and hundreds of people throughout the years, and and our and my wife and I's businesses, and I've never fired anybody for making a mistake. I have fired them for not admitting that they made a mistake, and that's what the DOJ and the FBI both have, they have to come clean with the American people and then allow the reforms to come back because we have to get that under control. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen of the 2nd District of Oklahoma is our guest here on Fox Across America. Let's assume, and I, I don't want to take anything for granted, but let's assume that Republicans retake the House, and let's pray for that they could retake the Senate, but retaking the House at the very least. What do, what would you have the lower chamber do with respect to holding hearings about all of the things that have that have been allowed to go on um, in the in the past two years that need to be addressed. I'm talking about uh, the uh, the the FBI Afghanistan raid being one of them, but but yeah. but all but all of all of the things that that are clearly out of line that need to be addressed. What would you have the Congress do? Well, I, let me let me address first. I believe we're going to win both chambers. I think we're going to win the House by thirty-five plus seats, and we're going to win uh, we're going to win the Senate by a slim margin, but we're going to win the Senate too. Uh, but it's it's talking about the House. I'll tell you, Kevin McCarthy is a uh, who will be the next Speaker of the House is a very close friend of mine, uh, and I, I'm not just saying acquaintance, a very very close friend of mine. He's already promised me that he's going to immediately start holding holding hearings um, with against Afghanistan. What happened there? Why hasn't anybody been go. held accountable? Um, I mean, he's promised me he's going to do that, and I believe it because that's very that's something very, very, very personal to me. Uh, and he, he's 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 talked about uh, with the Intel Committee, which is I sat on, um, and uh, and the new the ranker, the current ranker, uh, Mike Turner, who's going to be the chair. Uh, we're going to immediately start looking into the FBI and the direction that Director Ray has taken it, and what has happened with Mar Largo, but also what happened with the dossier report. And then we got to take a hard look at the at the FISA court too. How the FISA court has been abused and what reforms need to have there, and so we got to immediately start looking at what went wrong. We got it, and we got to be careful that we don't play politics with this, because this isn't something. This isn't something we want to play politics. We want to learn what actually happened, and then make the decisions. And I'll tell you, the cha- the lower chamber in the House, they're already geared up, ready to go. Uh, I can't tell you about the Senate, which is where um, I, I believe I will end up after uh, after January 3rd, especially after the November election. Uh, I can't tell you because I've never had a conversation with Mr. Connell and and, uh, and the leadership over there. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I would imagine we're going to be walking hopefully in the same step to get this country back on track. We don't have time to mess around with it. We don't have time to sit there and, and, and tiptoe around it and try to 
you know, stay out of the of, of the of the uncomfortable topics. We need to dive right into the deep end of the pool, and we need to get started restoring the faith of the American people back in the government. Because that's what that's what Stalin wanted to do. That's what Stalin said that he would destroy America from within. And the biggest thing is by turning around the moral fabric of this country and the faith of the of the government in the people, um, or the faith of the of the people in the government. I mean, and we right. can't allow that to happen. So we got to get control of it. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, hoping to become Senator Mark Wayne Mullen after the November election. Somebody wants to support you. Where do they go? Mullen for America. I say this all the time, Paul. Our fight's not just for our, our state, which I believe Oklahoma needs to be influenced in Washington, D.C., not D.C. influencing us, but our fight for this country. That's why we have Mullen for America. So please support us. Please help us. We're taking the fight to the end. We're not going to let them bring it to us. All right, very good. Congressman, appreciate it. There he goes, Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen from the great state of Oklahoma. Thank you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. More of Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in coming up after the break. Don't go away. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. Donald Trump's presidency is over, but for millions of Americans who devoted their entire lives to bashing him, the battle is just getting started. My car won't start, friggin' Trump. The Ex-President Hotline helps you find a way to move on with your life. The Ex-President Hotline. He's destroying this country and he deserves to be in jail. He's not in office anymore, ma'am. Take a deep breath. Don't mansplain to me. Hating a president is a good way to avoid your own problems. Unfortunately, presidents go away, but your problems don't. Where's the tow truck? Probably stuck in traffic because of Trump. The Ex-President Hotline. Giving millions of Americans an outlet they can vote for. Thank you for holding. I understand you're calling because you're still upset about Barack Obama. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. Listen, that's what Joe Biden did last night. He, he spent a speech in front of Independence Hall with with Marines standing behind him who didn't volunteer for that job. They were they were conscripted into that job, um, complaining about his predecessor in a, in the hopes that you won't notice that his uh, his own administration has been less than a halo of glory. An enormous number of things have gone wrong. This this presidency really, truly went off the rails a year ago, almost to the day when they, with that horrific withdrawal from Afghanistan, which set the stage for so much that has happened since. And it made it, it, made it very clear to a whole lot of people, uh, who many of whom voted for Joe Biden, that they voted for the wrong guy. He's hoping you won't notice all of that by calling attention to the deficiencies and the perceived and uh, and real of his predecessor. So he's trying to make his he's trying to turn his presidency into a referendum on Donald Trump. That's not a winning formula and it's not how it's going to, it's not how he is going to succeed in uniting the country as he promised during his inauguration. I thought the speech last night I watched I, I, I absorbed it this morning. I didn't watch it in real time last night. I had a lovely dinner with my wife last night. They went kind of late. We sat. Uh, the weather finally got nice in Texas. It wasn't a million degrees. We sat on a kind of an outdoor patio and enjoyed some time together and enjoyed a real nice meal late into the evening. 
and I didn't watch the speech, but I got all of it in today, and I found it's it's horrifying. If if that's what he thinks of half the country, of that half the country that he promised to unite when he gave his inaugural address on the on January twentieth, if that's what he really thinks, Lord help us, and. It's not what you want from the president of the United States. And I've, I have criticized Donald Trump for not wearing the suit. This is really not wearing the suit. And Joe Biden was supposed to be the guy that really knew how to do the job. Fox Across America, Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. The third hour is coming up. Hope you'll stick around. It's going to be a good one. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Fox Across America without Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy's taking the day off. It's Paul Gleiser from KTBB, Tyler Longview, Texas, proud Fox Across America affiliate filling in. Jimmy will return on Tuesday after the Labor Day break. Meanwhile, it's you and me and the last hour of the show. And I'm taking your calls at 888-788-9910, 888-788-9910. Let's go to the phones. Ralph in Woodstock, Georgia. You're up on Fox Across America. Hello, Ralph. Hi, how are you guys doing? Um, Good, thanks. I've uh, listened to um, Biden's rant last night, and I realized I need to be able to defend my conservative position. So I've come up with a word uh, help me to remember the main principles of what's going to make America great again. I use the word flint, F-L-I-N-T-S. Hey, well, that, broke up, that broke up a little bit. Give spell, okay. it, spell it again. F. L-I-N-T-S. Flints. Okay, got it. As used in the Flintlock rifle in 1776. Right. Um, The F stands for free market enterprise. Yeah. The L stands for limited government. Okay. Which we're seeing a great expansion in today. Individual choice with responsibility. You bear the responsibility for what you do. National security. Right. T, traditional values, honesty, work ethic, truth mm-hmm. when you speak. S, states' rights, as defined in Article 10 of the Constitution. These six mm-hmm. letters are easy to recall, and the trick is remembering what they all stand for. But they tie well, all together. That's a good little, good little mnemonic there. The problem is the, uh, the Democrats don't think that you can have individual responsibility because they don't think you're smart enough. They they think that what is necessary in order for the nation to prosper is for a small group of of hyper-educated elites to be in charge of all the important things and to run things because we rubes out here in the provinces between the the western bank of the Hudson River – yeah, between the West Bank of the Hudson River and uh, the uh, and the California border, we don't have what it takes. We're not smart enough to be individually responsible for our lives, and we and we can't be trusted with that. It takes people with Ivy League degrees and and um, and and blue blood pedigrees in order to do that. That's the problem. They truly exactly. don't believe in the power of of the individual. They just don't. Yep, I agree. So, um, F-L-I-N-T-S, if somebody could write that down, that would be great because then we can spread it around. It makes it well, really easy to fight back. I, I agree with you, Ralph, and that's a good little good little thing you've got there and appreciate it and make you, making you uh, 
a part of uh, Fox Across America and your contribution. That frees up a line, 888-788-9910. Let's go to Pittsburgh, PA. And Rick, the great Rick, you're up on Fox Across America. Hello. Hi. How you feeling today? Good? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Okay. Not bad at all. I got to think about Trump. I'm going to call him Mr. T with all the clout he pulls. He got a lot of clout. And I got a feeling that this coming election, the next election for president, he should not run, although he did an excellent job. The problem is his age. He's going to be older than Biden is now. And with all the clout he got, he should nominate someone from the Republican Party and put that clout behind them. Get another good Republican in there, one that will actually listen to him because he's a businessman. And it's obvious with everything that happened, he knows pretty much what he's doing as far as business goes, running America. I think okay, well, let's let, let, let's, let, let's work with that a little bit, Rick, here. Let, let's just kind of make a, one of those little things where you, you draw a horizontal line, and then in the middle of that you draw a vertical line, and you put the pluses on one side and the, and the minuses on the other. You put on the minus side that he's old, okay? He's an, he's an older – that's true. He, he's – He's a very robust for his age, and he's certainly in a hell of a lot better shape um, uh, mentally than uh, than Mr. Biden. But you know, okay, he's an old guy. Uh, that's a knock. On the plus side, he gets things done. I mean, he 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 is uh, accomplishment driven, not process driven. He accomplished an amazing amount in a short amount of time with an enormous amount of static and interference. And if he were to take office uh, again. He now fully understands what he's up against with respect to the Washington establishment. And some of the initial mistakes he made, he wouldn't make again. Here's on the minus side. He can only run for one term, and we need two terms. Yeah, that's a minus there. And the age thing is is not good. It's not good. He will be the oldest one ever elected. And that just doesn't go. That just doesn't jive good. He needs to take all of that clout that he has, find someone that he feels would be great, and throw it behind him. Well, and get if him he were to get, we'll get things you know, where that person he nominates would would get a second term. We would have a good Republican. We'd have a Republican in there for two terms. We'd have somebody that he threw behind and has helped support. I think that's the way to go. Otherwise. If the Republicans, if they decide that he is too old, that, that we, they can't take a chance on him, what's going to happen is if he runs, he's going to become Ross Perot. He's going to take away votes from the Republican side. Well, he would, he, would, he, would never, he would never run as a third party, so he's not going to take – he would never, ever run as a third party. That would not happen. I, I don't count that out. Oh, I, I do. I don't. I don't think there's any way in the world because he knows. He's a smart man. He knows what that would mean, you know. And and I was, you know, had a, a closer seat to the whole Ross Perot thing that I'm going to discuss on the radio here today. Uh, you know, Ross Perot gave us Bill Clinton. Were it not for Ross Perot, George uh, George H W Bush would have won a second term. So we can't. I agree with you. We can't have a third party, and we can't have. We can't. We can't dilute the Republican vote. I just don't see Trump ever doing that. I, you know, we've, we, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's talked about this. I've done talk shows talking about this. We, you know, the pros and cons of, of, of having Donald Trump run for a, for a, a third time for a second term. Um, you know, I don't disagree with you, Rick, that uh, if Donald Trump got behind, say, a Ron DeSantis – and really put his muscle behind him, that that wouldn't be a pretty formidable 
um, uh, ticket for the Republican side. I think that would be a that'd be pretty hard to beat, particularly given what terrible shape yeah. this administration is going to be in by the end of it. I feel that would be unstoppable. I do, too, and I can make that case. And i tell you what, if I get an opportunity to make that case, I will vigorously make that case because I think it would be a good one. Listen, Rick, you, you, you raise a good point. I, I, I will say this. Uh, the raid on Donald Trump's home made it more likely that he's going to run, not less. You know, if, if the yeah, Democrats wanted – if the Democrats wanted Donald Trump to not run, to, to to bow out and let somebody else come, I think they've shot themselves in the foot. I think they increased the likelihood of a, of a Trump um, of a third run. Appreciate your call, Rick. That opens up a line, 86, I'm sorry, 888-788-9910. I'm here in Tyler, Texas. So is Jim. Been waiting patiently. Jim, you're next on Fox Across America. Jim, are you with me? Oh, Jim, you had your chance. I tell you, we got one more ending, Tyler. Is Mike with us? Mike and Tyler, are you still there? No, Mike. Okay, all right. Well, I tell you what. This, let's then go. We got a long list here. William Ocala, Florida. William, you're next on Fox Across America. All right, I'm snake bit here. Patty Sheridan, Wyoming. Patty. Sheridan, Wyoming. You okay? Listen, I, it's not that we can, not that we thought you were fourth best. It's just that that's how it worked out. You're up, so you've been waiting patiently. What's on your mind? Well, a couple of things. Early on, you said you responded to a gentleman who was said they had two meetings going on in Texas to plan for and to provide yeah. information about um, the border, and you said that wasn't worth anything. But I know I didn't say was, that. I, di- I didn't say well, that. I said no, it's not no, going to amount it, to anything it, if the federal government fact. won't do its job. I, exactly, and you're absolutely right. Except that people have to be doing something because what I'm hearing now is where the Republicans are falling into their old um, habits and and doing just what the Democrats are and saying we don't have to do anything. All we have to do is attack people, and they they don't have a plan beyond getting elected. No plan whatsoever beyond getting elected. Um, another thing that, that segues into a little bit is uh, the, the representative from Oklahoma mentioned that one of the first things they're going to do is hold hearings about all the things that went wrong. We know things went wrong, but I don't want my congressmen spending their lives holding hearings, which is what's going on, pointing the finger, which is what's going on. I want my congressman to do something to fix Well, you know, let let me push back on you on that a little bit because it's important. You know, there's no disinfectant, or the phrase is the the sunlight is the best disinfectant. A bright light needs to be shown on what these people have done. So that there is fear in the future on the part of anybody coming along to do it again. Um, that's that's a good point. Except that, what has happened to the worst the, the worst um, person who did anything wrong? Bill Clinton, and they held all the 
all the hearings and spent all the time wasting time on it. He didn't have anything happen to him. Yeah, but let me I tell mean, you. Not, let, let me not tell not you why. Expect- yeah, but you, you, there's you. You make a very good point. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you why Bill Clinton survived and, as a matter of fact, thrived. Bill Clinton is a one hell of a smart politician, and he is way, way, way smarter than Joe Biden. And when when Bill Clinton found himself with when he lost the House uh, in I'm going to get the year wrong his first midterm election, and he found found himself against the 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 formidable force of Newt Gingrich, he tacked to the center and he started getting things done, and it it, it hacked off his base. But he uh, he gets credit for well, the massive welfare reform. He's the last president to sign a balanced budget, balanced budget, and at the end of it all, none other than Art Laffer, who was one of the chief economic advisors to to Ronald Reagan. Art Laffer said to me face to face in a conversation that he says in the end Bill Clinton was a good president. That's because he was a much smarter politician than what we got now. And, and that's true. But if Bill, if Bill Clinton, I'm not if Bill Clinton, if they hold these hearings against, I don't know, Hunter Biden, pick your pick your thing that they've done wrong. The FBI, anything else, you're not going to get Joe Biden. He's a senile old man who's going to go right off into the sunset and not be remembered for anything good. You're just spending the people's well, the, uh, money on one more stupid thing. Okay, you know, and none of these congressional hearings don't often come to much, although I would really love, I would really love for a a congressional committee to sit Hunter Biden down and ask him just, you know, exactly, you know, who was the big guy, Mr. Biden, and how much did you give him? And there's... A little bit, of, a little bit of sunlight on all of that would uh, would be good. Let me tell you one more thing about about Bill Clinton. If Bill Clinton were president, I don't think there's a way in the world Donald Trump's home would have been raided by the FBI. I think he's smart enough not to have let that happen. Maybe in that day that might be the case, but with the climate right now, it might it might have happened. I don't think Bill Clinton would do it. I think Bill Clinton's too smart to do it. I think he I think he could see around the corner how it could very, very, very possibly boomerang on the Democrats. Hey, listen, I appreciate your call. I'm up against a break. Hope you have a good Labor Day weekend. Thanks for calling and thanks for being patient. Have a great weekend. Paul Glasser sitting in for uh, Jimmy Fela here on Fox Across America. More of your calls and more of the show coming up. Stay with us. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon taking the day off. Well, all pretty much all of us have the day off on Monday. Not all of us, but a lot of us have the day off on Monday. Jimmy will be back on Tuesday. Meanwhile, it's you and me in the phones, 888-788-9910. we got a little bit of time here. Let's squeeze in a call. Don from Grand Rapids, Michigan, you're next on Fox Across America. Yes, sir. Hey, um, just to piggyback on the guy talking about you know Trump recommending somebody else and getting behind them, I'm an independent voter. I look mainly at policies more so than the person, but unfortunately – a lot of the people that I hang around with and friends with that are independents as well kind of can't see that. 
Um, and as you probably well know, nobody's really going to win unless they get the independent vote. So I'm not sure <laughs> how that's going to work out if Trump does does run again, because I've, a lot of my friends that are kind of they vote either way on you know what they want to do, but they don't want to vote for anyone if it's going to be Trump versus Biden. They just won't vote. And I well, kind of worry about that's that. A a risk, bit. Al- that's a risk, although polls have him you know, winning pretty handily among mm-hmm. independents if, you, if the election were held today. Oh, yeah, I would definitely vote for him just you know, based on his policies. <laughs> but wait, wait, but I'm saying, I'm saying polls, polls right now show pretty strong support among independents for Donald Trump. That's a fact. If you, you know, well, it's, poll, it's a fact that the, the polls the say polls. it. I don't know that, that, that that's the <laughs> polls. The polls indicate that Donald Trump retains strong support among independent voters. Well, I hope so. I just remember the polls saying that Hillary was going to win too. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I understand all that. Well, listen, you know, Don, you know, the, the Donald Trump is. There's no question. He's a mixed bag. Uh, his oh, the, yeah. the the policy the policy thing was spectacular, which oh, you know yeah. no one can argue I, that allowed me to just look past all of the other stuff. Yeah, I, I said and what I said many times is if this is the price for getting oh, for sure for for finally getting some actual implementation of the stuff I've been voting for in election after election after election, if this is the price, I'll pay it. Give me oh, the yeah. mean tweets I, and the and the and the and the snarky name calling and the and the five o'clock in the morning outbursts on Twitter and all of that stuff. If the, if that's the price I have to pay in order to get the policy I've been trying to get Republican politicians to implement now for my entire voting life, if I can get that, that I, I'll pay that price. Probably about the only thing that doesn't make me a diehard Republican is I am kind of pro-choice up to a up to a limit point. You know, I'm not I'm not, well, I'm not you know, like uh, the crazy New Yorkers over there and stuff. But listen, the, the, we don't, we we have less than a minute. But I got to tell you, abortion wouldn't be the issue it has become if the left hadn't allowed abortion to get to the place where you can abort a oh, baby yeah. right up to the moment of natural birth. Yeah, that's insane. And then, and and that you know, we we would kind of be living with what what Europe lives with. You know, the first trimester, the first fifteen weeks, that would kind of be a de facto standard in the country if the left had let it left had left it alone. But when we start aborting babies minutes before they'd be born anyway, all of a sudden it oh. becomes an issue and it's divisive. Hey, listen, I'm Don. I hate to cut you off, but I got to go because I'm up against a hard break. But listen, have a great weekend and a and a safe one and a good Labor Day. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fela here on Fox Across America. We have a good guest coming up at the bottom of the hour, after the bottom of the hour. Stay with us. Uh, There's more of the show coming up. Don't go away.
It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. We have on the line with us, we have the Attorney General from the great state of Florida, Ashley Moody. Ashley, uh, welcome and thanks for joining us on the show here today. Of course. Great to be with you again. I played that cut to open up the segment about you know, down on the border, a brilliant parody of what's good because down on the border is is absolute mess. Let me play you one other piece of audio to set up our conversation. Mary, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of uh, Chicago uh, does not like my governor, uh, Greg Abbott of Texas. Let me hear, let you hear what she had to say. Cut I'm 19. Happy to take uh, and drain Texas of all of its residents. I wouldn't want to live in a state with a governor like that. I certainly wouldn't want to live in a state um, where they are doing everything they can to strip people of their basic rights. And let's not forget about what they've done uh, to women and others who are seeking reproductive health care. So we welcome Texans um, to Chicago. And and we'll rent the buses next time to bring them here. Uh, Ashley, people aren't flocking to uh, Chicago. Chicago is in the number three state in the union behind California and New York for changes of address outside the state, according to the Postal Service. Texas is number one. Florida is number two of changes of address into the state. Let's just talk about the reality versus what they would have us believe with respect to the state of the country and the states that are doing well and the states that are not. Your state of Florida, well, it's a magnet. Exactly. She says, I wouldn't want to live in a state like that. What do you mean? A state that's attracting business, that's supporting law and order, that's making common sense decisions for its citizens, and that's why everybody wants to live there? It's the same with Florida. I mean, you have business leaders that are moving their businesses out of Chicago because you have a leader like this that supports radical policies. She doesn't support law enforcement. She isn't ensuring that they're doing everything in their in their power to bring down violent crime. In fact, they're one of the leading places for murder rate increases. I mean, who in their right mind would want to move under her uh, governing authority? I mean, it's just amazing to me that the stuff that comes out of her mouth. You know, she also personally insulted insulted Governor Abbott, um, you know, in terms of that he was, you know, making these decisions because uh, he wasn't humane or he was, you know, trying to hurt people or, I mean, come on. He's trying to highlight anybody that's watching this and understanding the risk to Americans and migrants alike. He, he understands that something's got to be done and people have to start paying attention. And the only way you're going to get folks' attention that these policies are undermining us and destroying us from the inside out is if they start feeling them in their communities, and they haven't thus far. Well, she's got about 100 people who showed up in Chicago. She's a laggard because her, uh, Abbott has sent way more than that to New York and Washington, D.C., but she's got 100 so far. Texas is getting 7,000 a day. A day yeah, showing it's, up. It's, and, they're, and they're having to outlay, uh, you know, the federal government isn't coming in and, and setting up shop and helping them bear the brunt of, uh, those that are coming in. Now think about healthcare, education. There are so many additional expenses, and that's after you have vetted and assured that the people coming here, you know, we know that 
those that they've encountered that we've seen a rise in homicide offenses, a rise in traffickers that are being encountered. I mean, it's amazing those that are be the, the rise and those that are coming over um, with criminal convictions. I mean, you have to be able to uh, take in and, and deal with a radical increase in population. And the numbers are like we've never seen before. In fact, just those they've, they've encountered just this year will far outpace some of the populations of our state. That's one year. That's right. One year. You know, it was a hundred and some odd thousand that went ashore on D-Day. That was called an invasion. You know, when that number of troops is called an invasion. We have an invasion a month in uh, in the state of Texas. Did you watch did, uh, uh, Attorney General um, Ashley Moody of Florida is on the line with us here on Fox Across America. Uh, Gen- General, did you watch President Biden last night? Uh, you mean the uh, self-proclaimed policy speech that he was supposed to give? Yes. Yeah, that I one. mean, it's incredible yes. to me. It's incredible to me that this was supposed to be a policy, an official policy speech. And did you hear him mention China once? No. No. What no. about the border? Zero. No. Inflation? Zero. Crime? Zero. You know, none, none of the issues that Americans are worried about and concerned about and look to a commander-in-chief and the head of our executive branch to deal with were addressed. I mean, it is uncanny to me. Um, not only are they trying to pretend like none of this is happening, uh, they, are, they are purposefully uh, undermining and trying to deceive people in terms of those that are worried about America and are working with diligence and wanting to make America great again. I mean, these are serious issues, and we've seen the country jeopardized, especially with the uh, border and, and, and all of these other issues. Crime is a huge one, not supporting law enforcement. You know, I came out while they were saying, let's defund the police around the nation. Insanity. We started talking about how are we going to fund the police? How are we going to ensure that we're upholding law and order? And, you know, because of that, Florida is seeing record number of law enforcement officers from Chicago, New York, and all of these other places with mayors like Mayor Lightfoot moving to Florida because they want to be and they want to work for an executive branch that supports them. Those are the kinds of things that this administration needs to talk about. That's why you're seeing a rise in crime all around the nation in our major cities, because you've got mayors like Mayor Lightfoot and you've got fake prosecutors in office that won't prosecute crimes, won't keep their citizens safe. And that's why you're seeing a rise in crime. That's the kind of thing that our president should be talking about, not insulting half our population. Well, I take the position because he they're doing everything they can to make the uh, the the knuckleheads that behave the way they did on January 6th at the Capitol. They're trying to take that that small number of people and project them onto the entirety of the Republican Party and anybody who supported Donald Trump. They're trying to take that righteous, in righteous indignation and, uh, and, and blow it up to national size. I would be sympathetic or more sympathetic to their uh, lament over January 6th if they had, had uh, said a single word about the 500-plus riots that took place in cities across America in the summer of 2020. There are so many people that support uh, the, I, the, the 
the policy achievements and and so many things that we are working towards uh, in terms of crime, in terms of uh, energy, in terms of ensuring that we are, are advancing initiatives that are going to strengthen our country and address the real issues that we're having. And you're right. Uh, you know, so many Republican leaders have have said in no instance should we have uh, episodes where we have people that are that are attacking law enforcement or, you know, in no instance. So if that's your standard. Where were you with in the multiple riots? And there were so many people that uh, spoke out and said that that should not happen and we should never do anything that's going to per- put them in jeopardy or to hurt. You know, so many people spoke out. But that's but again, that's not the narrative that they're trying to push and how that is moving us forward as a country. Uh, I, I cannot understand. We need to be talking about where we all want to see this country in terms of its success, its prosperity, its continuing strength. That's what we should be focused on, because at a core element, we all want the United States to succeed as a free nation supported by a rule of law. And that's the kind of thing we need from an executive leader and a president. And, and sadly, that that poor excuse for a speech uh, failed to live up to that ideal. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody with us here on Fox Across America. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and you may just hang up, but just just go with no one me. Ever, no one ever puts me on the spot. Yeah, I'm, going to put you, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to be a, a, a prognosticator, a mind reader, a soothsayer. What do you think Ron DeSantis is thinking right now? Oh, well... I can tell you, I get this question pretty much every single day, and I'm just grateful that we have a governor that that doesn't get distracted, that stays focused on advancing uh, Florida's interests. He's he's all business. Uh, you know, we have we have great people in Florida, great leaders, and I'm really proud to be part of his administration. Okay, there's a non-answer for you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. There, 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 there's something you can't do anything with. I, I, I'm sitting here looking, who's going to be the next president of the United States? If it were him, I'd be happy. I would like that. I'd be happy to wrench him out of your clutching arms there in Florida and, and transplant him, <laughs> transplant him to the White House and start cleaning things up. I would like that. I, I, I don't know if this is his time or not, but maybe it is. Well, I can tell you very much he is trying to uh, hold accountable and push some common sense uh, into Washington by by standing up for Florida. Just this week, I was standing with him and under a Trump who was encouraging uh, us and states to seek uh, prescription drugs from Canada so that we could provide you know, medical care and, and drugs to Floridians at a more reasonable cost. We made application. And of course, Biden and that administration, the FDA has been sitting on it. And we finally had to bring suit this week. And I'm so proud to stand with uh, Governor DeSantis, who said, look, this is a good idea. We want to do this. We were the first state to make application and we're trying to push forward. We have a warehouse waiting for our shipment. We are ready to go. And they are sitting on our application. So, you know, we've brought suit. Uh, for that, and, and I just said to everyone, it is a great example of the differences between Washington right now under President Biden, who we are just struggling to get them to do anything, like approve an application, do something at the border, 
you know, anything. Focus on our energy policy so we can start, you know, getting our economy going again and, and, and fix our supply chain and make sure that, that products are available. You know, it's an unbelievable difference between Washington that does nothing and a governor down here who is every single day pushing progress, you know, and won't stand by if things don't get done. You know, we've brought suit. I, I made a joke as attorney general working with a, with a governor like that. Uh, it's exhausting. But, you know, it, it's it's a uh, it's needed. I think it shows how you can advance good policy for the benefit of your citizens if you are an executive leader uh, with energy. Uh, and he said at the outset when he got elected, he will be a governor uh, that displays a lot of energy and a lot of go get them. And I tell you what, I called it. I have nicknamed this administration the get it done administration. And it's a, it's a stark difference between what we're seeing in Florida and in Washington right now. Well, I think he's going to handily beat former Governor um, uh, Christ uh, in the general election. And I think Governor uh, DeSantis will, will be reelected. And I think one of the things that's going to get him reelected is the incredible job that he did as compared to the governor of New York, for example, during the COVID crisis. And the fact that his first instinct was to keep as much of the economy open as he possibly could to minimize the shutdowns, to minimize the negative impact on small business, to minimize the impact on school kids. I think that is an example of a great leader. And it wasn't just the, you know, that was great. And we kept Florida open. In fact, people would comment when they came to Florida that it felt like they were in a different world having left another yep, state. I was, where, I was one of them. You know, I was there during during. Yeah, their I saw approach it. to governance is, governance is we know what's right. And we're going to tell you what's your what's in your best interest, and you're going to do it without any questions. I mean, there was a stark difference in governance, uh, but it wasn't just the the keeping up our keeping open our businesses and our economy moving. You know, the school issue. I can tell you, as a mother of a young school age child, when when the our our teachers group sued Governor DeSantis to keep schools closed in <laughs> August of 2020. Now, I want just. President Trump, thankfully, before this, he's like, we need to get kids back in. Even before summer started, he kept saying publicly, let's get kids back in school. He said they should start school right away. Um, kudos to President Trump for, for being adamant about that. He understood what would happen if we kept kids out of school. Governor DeSantis fought back, even when he was sued yep. to keep the schools closed. He's like, absolutely not. Parents need a choice. They need Ash. to be able to send their kids in person or keep them home. And do you know that Biden publicly backed Chicago's teacher union yep, in a push to keep their schools closed as recently as January of 2021? I know that. Hey, listen, I've, I've, I'm, gosh, I would keep talking the rest of the day. I wish we could. I'm up against the, <laughs> against a hard break. Ashley Moody, the, the attorney general for the great state of Florida. It's a pleasure talking to you always and uh, have a great Labor Day weekend. Great to be with you, you as well. Thanks a lot. Ashley Moody, there she goes, the Florida Florida Attorney General. Paul Gleiser to wrap up Fox Across America with me sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. More coming up. Stay with us. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here at Fox Across America. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show the past three hours. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Thank you just for being a part of this. 
It is easy doing a talk show like this to get all bogged down in all the things that are going wrong. Let's not end that way. Let's end the show the way we should with the realization that for all of our problems, we do live in the greatest country in the world. And what I know, because I've seen it happen and I believe it, if you get out of the way of the American people and let their creativity and their animal instincts run free, great things happen. Free people acting, acting on their own without interference and without direction by a, a group of supposed uh, elite uh, cabal of smart people. If you just let the American people do their thing, they will go out and make great things happen. And that's what I believe, and that's why I think to this day we live in the greatest country in the world. Listen, I write a weekly column that says things like that. It's at youtellmetexas.com. Youtellmetexas.com. I say what's on my mind. You say what's on yours, and that's why we named the column that. You Tell Me Texas. I'm here from KTBB, Tyler Longview, a proud Fox Across America affiliate. have enjoyed very much being a part of the show. Go make it a great Labor Day and a great weekend and make it safe. Enjoy your family. Give thanks for all your blessings, and be ready to come back to work on Tuesday when Jimmy Fallon will be back in this chair. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.